so yeah, his brain is exhausted. I didn't, I don't know that I really understood that until we started doing this book and he started drawing pictures about his brain and then describing what that feels like. So it definitely helped me get more of a visual as far as when he walks into school, kind of what he's up against all day long. Welcome to Tilt Parenting, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today is a special episode as it's a mother-son conversation about growing up with Tourette's and autism. My guests are Gwen Vogelgong and her 12-year-old son, Rylan. Gwen and Rylan have teamed up to write a -a one-of-a-kind picture book called If I Squeeze Your Head, I'm Sorry. They wrote the book to uplift, educate, create dialogue, entertain, and allow readers to enter the brain of a child who sees, feels, and understands the world from a refreshingly unique perspective. Their book reminds us how important it is to listen to each other in an effort to truly understand and to assume immense value in one another. Gwen and Rylan let me have a sneak peek of their book, and I absolutely loved it. They sent it to me a while back. I read it, and I thought, I have to have you on my show. So I was very excited to share their story and to be able to share their vision with you today. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Oh, and if you're interested in supporting the book launch of If I Squeeze Your Head, I'm Sorry, the book officially launches on November 5th. And now here is my conversation with Gwen and Ryland. I'm really excited. I was, um, you know, I get a lot of emails about people sharing what they're doing about the podcast. And but I got yours and I took one look at your book. And I was like, I have to have you on the show. So thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, we're pretty excited. It's uh, turned out to be such a fun project for for both of us. I think Rylan's like, why are we still talking about this book? Because it was like a year ago that I did this. But you know, that's just yes, an issue of not understanding timing of publishing. Yes. Oh, goodness, publishing. It's years and years sometimes. Um, years and years. It is. It is, but at the end, you have a book. An amazing book. We're getting started on writing his next um, book just in preparation to keep this going because all of his words are, you know, two years old now. What I want to do for my, like, next book is, like, the dragon... I want to make a dragon series where uh, me and a Minecraft person named Steve go on this, like, awesome adventure. Mm. Yeah. I like it. He's already written quite a bit of it. That's very exciting. I have to tell you, Rylan, that I have a son who's just turned 15 years old. And how old are you, Rylan? 12. You're 12. Okay. I think when Asher was about... Your age, 11 or 12, he wrote a couple of Minecraft-themed little novels. Oh, really? Not about dragons, but um, but in the Minecraft world. And it was such a fun project for him to work on. Cool. Yeah, we are big Minecraft fans. He's sitting here with a Minecraft book, you know, just in case he gets so bored. Yes. 
always have to have a plan B. Uh, and a plan C and a plan D. And a plan yeah. B. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you do you guys want to take a minute and you can both share however you want to do this? I would love if you could tell the listeners about the book that you wrote together. If I squeeze your head, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm Gwen and I am the mom. And um, this book is mm. a picture book. It's drawings that Rylan did. I saw mom that. About what it feels like to live in his brain. Um, and do you want to tell everybody who you are? My name is Rylan. And what do you have to do with this book? Um, I'm the author. <laughs> um, I, um, well, this is like based, oops, sorry, based on my perception of the world. Mm. Yeah. And so what do you live with? What are your, what we would call special needs? That syndrome and autism. Yeah. So Rylan did a bunch of drawings about what it felt like to live in his brain and then started talking about them. And I just decided, well, this is better than any therapy we've ever done as far as learning what it feels like to be him. So I just started typing down what he would say. Um, and it turned into just the most introspective, unique, imaginative way for him. And it was all my idea. I want to do an entrepreneur thing where I sell pictures and it came up to this. I don't know why. But. Yeah. Hmm. We were living in Denver at the time and I did a semester of homeschooling with Rylan and we were studying about being an entrepreneur and we went and interviewed. Do you remember who we interviewed? Uh, no. Miss Lennon. Yeah, so she owned a cafe by our house that we frequented. We could walk there, and he wanted to talk to her about her journey of being an entrepreneur. And then she said, Rylan, what do you want to do? And he said, well, I'm going to be an artist. So she offered up her cafe as a place that he could do an art show. So then, of course, we had to do an art show. Yeah, and then everybody after that wanted their art, my art show. Yeah. Mm. So we, Rylan wanted to do a Pokemon themed art show. And what did I say? <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't willing to invest that kind of time into a Pokemon art show. So we settled on drawings about what it felt like to be him and to live in his very special and unique brain. And it evolved into um, what will soon be this book through just kind of a miraculous journey in publishing. So <laughs> That was the origin, and it has uh, taken on lots of different shapes, and we are pretty excited about it. I'm just curious, where are you in the publishing journey, and when is this coming out, and are you self-publishing it, or are you working with a publisher? We are uh, in the nether of Minecraft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're in the I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is set to hit shelves in October, we're hoping, at this point. But that's in the end. That that will be the end of the nether, yes. Like, no, no, that's the week that we were near the feet end. And it'll be Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, but yeah, it is, the book is about 99% done, so we're getting so close. Wow. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations, because I am a published author, and I know... 
Oh gosh, it is a lot of work. It's so much more work, I think, than people realize. And what you guys have created, like I said, I got your email, I opened this up and was really blown away by the whole thing. I was blown away by the design and the art, but of course, by Ryland's voice and insights. It's just such a special book. And I'm I'm so excited for Thanks. it to be out into the world. Thanks. We are too. And we, de- we definitely had the help. It's been a team effort. So we have a co-illustrator. Who name is, her name is Ellie McLaughlin, and she's just really talented, a good friend of ours. And she has a little girl who has autism as well. And so she did a lot of the co-illustrations in the book, um, and she knows Rylan, and it just turned out to be such a beautiful collaboration. Mm-hmm. It just shows when you're really invested and your heart's in something, what, what amazing results can come from that. So it was a, it was a trio for sure. Yeah. Making the book the way it is. So cool. Yeah. So Rylan, I have a question for you. You do such a great job of expressing what it's like to be inside your brain. I'm wondering why you felt it was important to share that with other people. He's thinking. Wait, what? Why was it important for you to share what it's like to be you with other people? Okay. He made some notes. He's looking at his notes. Why, well, just think about it. What, why is it important? for you to share with the world what it's like to be you? Well, it was super hard, super sweet. Wait, what? Oh, everyone would be mean to me um, because they wouldn't understand me. Other people might have special needs like me and get bullied. They can learn to be brave and teachers can understand the students better. Did you understand that? Yeah. To say that no, again? I did. And so it sounds like you're going to help other kids feel brave, kids like you who may not be understood, but you're also going to help people who just don't get it, what it's like to have Tourette's and to be autistic, to help them have a better sense of what it's like. Does that sound right? I mean, it's really... Yeah. It's that is so important because no one knows what it's like to be you. No one knows what it's like to be inside your brain. And it's just such a generous thing to share your voice with people. Did you hear that? She said it's generous. Isn't that nice to say mm-hmm. that it's generous? I wonder if I can meet you in person someday. I wonder that too. Mm-hmm. I, from everything I've heard so far, I think. Actually, you and my son would get along quite well. He was also really into Pokemon <laughs> when he was a little younger. We s- How about Yu-Gi-Oh? Gosh, I don't know about Yu-Gi-Oh. I guess if, if he was, I would have known. So The Pokemon that might help people understand about me is Slowpoke, because my mind is slow. Yeah. Happy because I'm happy, and Celebi because... Because the real Selby is generous and offers other Pokemon fruit. Hmm. Generous? He's generous? She. Oh, she. I'm sorry. Yeah, he likes that question that you proposed about the Pokemon. Yeah. No, that's so, so interesting that 
Yeah, because they don't all Pokemon have different qualities and personalities. Mm-hmm. They do. He knows, I don't know, all thousand of them and their evolution. Well, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, sometimes I forget. But why did you pick Slowpoke? Slowpoke, I told you because your brain is slow. Your brain is slow? Yeah. Yeah, so Rylan's brain, he's twice exceptional. Mm -hmm. So he is really gifted in that visual spatial and figuring out how things work and that intuitive sense. Um, But then his processing speed is um, Mm -hmm. the deficiency where it just takes a long time Mm -hmm. to think about what people are saying and to come up with, you know, appropriate responses. Um, Sometimes it takes a day or two and then all of a sudden you get this flood of responses to something you were talking about the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, so processing speed is tricky. So he definitely has creative ways of explaining what that's like to have that processing speed deficiency. A lot of the times it talks about being a slow poke, right, buddy? Yeah. But at least slow poke the Pokemon is a cute way to describe that. <laughs> uh, I mean, slow poke is really cute. Maybe start to poke picture on your phone. Yeah, I'm actually going to do that. Um, Right now, I'm going to do it right now. But I will say that right now I'm looking at the page that says race car brain, too. And Mm -hmm. it's you also talk about your brain being a tornado. And Mm -hmm. I just love that imagery. And a lot of people who listen to the show have kids who are twice exceptional. And that processing speed is one of the more common things that lower processing speed, but then this brain that also is like going a lot faster (laughs) in other ways. So, um, all right. I'm looking up slow poke Pokemon. Oh, slow poke is cute. Do you want to, you, do you want to tell her why you wrote the, the tornado? We'll be right back after this quick break. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body, and so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for limited time at ritual.com tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com tilt for 25% off. So in our house these days, Darren and I have been working together to up-level our nutrition and healthy lifestyle habits. Maybe it's our age, our changing bodies, my shifting hormones, 
whatever the reason, I'm here for it. And that's why I'm loving Green Chef, a meal company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers gut-friendly recipes each week and is committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. Darren and I are particularly big fans of their nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipes, developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloat, and also boost energy and immunity. This week's favorites, turkey, black bean, and sweet potato chili, and the Baja chicken bowls with mango salsa. I mean, don't those sound delicious? But if that's not your thing, you can choose from a variety of customized meals to suit your lifestyles with preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free, and protein-packed. Whatever you choose, you'll get farm-fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins, along with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes delivered straight to your door. Go to greenchef.com slash 60tilt and use code 60tilt to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months when you use the code 60tilt at greenchef.com slash 60tilt. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Why does your brain feel like a tornado? What do you mean by that? Feeling confused, you said? Yeah. What is it? What is it like a tornado? Well, my mind spins like whoa, whoa. Yeah. You get super dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Because what kind of thoughts go through your brain? Um, Pokemon, Minecraft, Yu-Gi-Oh, school. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. One. So. I'm curious then, Rylan, you said that screens help you feel calm. So do screens help with the tornado brain for you? Mm-hmm. Can, can you, because I think there are a lot of people listening who that's really helpful for them to understand that screens can actually not be something that makes their child more energetic or hyper, but actually can be very calming. Can you tell us a little bit about what it feels like when you're doing things on, on your screens? Well, sometimes I get a little hyper and I jump and it makes me all sweaty, but well, sometimes I watch movies and it kind of makes me tired or it means like I'm calm. And Usually I'm tired a lot at school, and it's just hard. Yeah, he likes to come home and decompress. Yeah. Which, you know, is your parenting instinct is like, no, don't jump on the screen. But it really, like, I really feel like his brain's on hyperdrive all day Mm -hmm. trying to attend and stay in tune and focus on what is expected of him. So we have really had to just kind of, come to terms with the fact that coming home and spending some time on a screen does actually help him, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in limited, limited chunks, of course, but it does help him to just have his own time to sit there and relax and let his brain stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the spinning. Right, Bunny? Well, I was just curious. You said you feel tired and you talk about this a lot in your book, that you feel tired a lot of the time. And is that at school because you have to pace 
so much attention or it just takes so much energy just to focus on what's happening? Yeah, I mean, don't, even during this interview, it kind of space off. Yeah. <laughs> even during this interview. I, I get it. So what makes your brain the most tired? Well, I would say either gym or math. Yeah. But what about being at school makes your brain tired? Um, you have to focus a lot. And wait. You have to focus a lot. Keep going. Um, and there's a lot of people going around being cuckoo. Being cuckoo. <laughs> What does that mean? Like, really, like, crazy and people running around, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, making me dizzy. Make it, yeah. So, Rylan has auditory mm-hmm. and visual processing struggles. So, he hears, like, 125% out of his one, of one of his ears, and he gets very visually overstimulated. So, <laughs> I've spent a lot of my parenting years trying to figure out how to make the school environment less stimulating. Um, I think it's naturally overstimulating pretty much anywhere you go in a school setting. And that just, he, he attends to everything he sees and everything he hears. And so to weed out the information he's supposed to be taking in versus everything else around him is, I mean, it's pretty much impossible for him to do. Mm So yeah, his brain is exhausted. I didn't I don't know that I really understood that until we started doing this book and he started drawing pictures about his brain and then describing what that feels like. Yeah. So it definitely helped me get more of a visual as far as when he walks into school, kind of what he's up against all day long. And it gives me just more patience at his as his mom when he comes home, understanding how exhausted he physically and emotionally and um, his sensory system is just kind of shot. Yeah, I think that's one of the gifts of this book is, you know, you had that experience of learning more. And I think that so many parents are going to and teachers are going to better understand the experience of some of their kids because because of this, you know, and that's so exciting. I hope so. And we're doing a curriculum guide to go with the book that you can have as a virtual download. And that's where I can kind of have my piece in there talking to teachers about that, that parent perspective that, you know, it's just impossible to have. We, we can't expect that every teacher understands what his journey is like, because if it's not something you've lived, it's not something that you can fully grasp. Mm-hmm. So the curriculum guide just offers just big picture opportunities and questions and very sensory focused activities as it relates to the content of each page that they can dive deeper, you know, in like a 10 minute chunk. Um, Cause I know teachers have zero time for add anything extra, but it does allow for some sensory activities to get to know how students in each classroom see the world and process the world and, you know, the things about them that I think are really vital for teachers to understand at the beginning of a school year. You know, mm-hmm. we've just learned we don't really care what his math skill is. We want you to understand him because if you can understand him, 
you can then speak into his ability to do these academic expectations. But if you don't understand him, you're, I mean, you're just, it's like, you know, walking backwards on a treadmill. There's just no, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So the curriculum guide is really, I'm hoping going to be a helpful tool to work with the book for teachers just to have more dialogue in a classroom setting and really K through sixth grade is what the curriculum guide is meant to um, speak to. So great. That is such a need. And that is what I hear from people all the time, you know, that we're doing as parents this work and we are seeing our families thrive and our kids doing so much better, but there's so little understanding in schools. And so I love that you're helping to bridge that gap. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Rylan. Believe it or not, you are the first guest that I've had on this show with Tourette's. And so I was wondering, what would you like listeners to know about what it's like to have Tourette's? Oh, I am way ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question right here. Everyone with Tourette's are just great people, even if they're different. We're just normal people. It's not contagious and it's not like the bug, right? Your brain feels tired, tight and tired a lot. Can you read that part again? This is my favorite part. Slowly. It's not contagious and it's not like a bug. Like the bug. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I think there is so little understanding and I bet people really just don't get it most of the time. Do you find yourself having to explain it to people? Yes, a lot. Yeah. And quite often it's teachers that we have to explain it to mm. um, because they're the one that kind of sets the, the tone for a classroom. Um, and so we've had teachers say, well, he didn't do that tick yesterday, so he that must not be a tick. And so there's just a lot of education that we need to do about Tourette's in general um, that, you know, Rylan has never said a curse word in his life. It would be like the vein of his existence if he said a curse word. So it's not that stereotypical view that people are just screaming out vulgarities. Um, and you get that a lot, shockingly, um, just people assuming that that's what Tourette's mm-hmm. is. And for us, Tourette, he didn't get diagnosed until he was like seven or eight because we just didn't know that that's what it was. So it's just the complex movements. For him, it's mostly above the, the shoulders. So sometimes it's eye blinking or sometimes it's shoulder scrunching or he makes um, little squeaking sounds, but he also is an incredible sound maker. Like, do you want to do your cricket kind of quietly? <laughs> <laughs> he um, is a really good sound maker. Yes, that is and true. Some of that is Tourette's. And some of it is just that constant need to be making noise. And so it becomes just a habitual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's tricky, right? When you're in quiet settings and in environments where you're expected to behave a certain way, Tourette's is a pretty tricky Mm -hmm. one to have to navigate. But he also educates all of his classes every year about his Tourette's at the very beginning of the year. And he'll use that video he did with Chris with special books by special kids. And that has been invaluable for teaching his classmates about 
what to expect with him. And then I think the the most beautiful aspect of that is that it opens up dialogue within classrooms for other kids to talk about, you know, little things that might be unexpected about them that their classmates will see. And it usually ends in teachers and myself just crying because <laughs> the things that the kids start saying, you know, how else would you open up conversations like that other than just being vulnerable mm-hmm. about your own idiosyncrasies? So that has been such a cool process to watch the results of him opening up about his special needs. That's amazing. I'm just, um, I'm so touched by that because I believe so deeply that that is what it's going to take for society to start Mm -hmm. seeing our kids in a, in a different light, in a positive light and embracing who they are and that you're such a brave trailblazer, you know, to do that work, Rylan, in the classroom. And I really think that's how it happens. You are being vulnerable and kids see that and it just changes. It changes everybody. And that's how real big change happens. So that's just so cool. She just said you were super brave. What do you think? Do you think you're brave? I don't know that much, but I think a lot of this comes natural for him. Yeah. He just, he doesn't see differences in people. And so he gets very surprised if somebody sees a difference in him. And that's one of the things we love about him the most is, you know, he'll see somebody in a wheelchair and he'll say, oh, well, yeah, her special need is she works. You know, he won't, (laughs) he won't notice that she can't walk. Mm -hmm. And I think that his inability to see difference definitely has been an aid for him and just not seeing his own differences as a thing. He just is himself and he owns that and he's proud of it. And I think other people are really touched by that. And it helps them to be more brave. Don't you think, Ryan, that other kids are more brave when they see how brave you are? Do you think so? I mean, I don't know what to like expect like um, um the dark the unpredictable dark force you know the unpredictable yeah that's one of your pages in your book yeah. never know what to expect and that can be hard mm-hmm. he had a couple pages that he really liked the most Deborah would you like him to read one of those for <sighs> you would that be appropriate yeah I would love that we'll be right back after this quick break Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, 
six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Which one do you want to read? Two Joys or The Wave of Relaxation? Okay, Two Joys is shorter. Just read it nice and slow for her. You're almost done, okay, buddy? So this is a page from his book called Two Joys. And the picture, we can send the picture if you want to show the picture in notes. Sure. Can you, can you, can you read it? Mom, can I ask you a question? You know, like that movie Inside Out. What do you think my great headquarters does when I have a tick? Ticks are very important to me, so they have to live in my headquarters. I think there's a monster hiding up here, and he runs out and puts his in his chip that makes me have a tick. He's definitely not a friendly emotion. Then I see my anger and sadness join together to form confusion and frustration. Good thing I have two joys up there. Mom, Mom, I think it really helps with my tick. Hmm. Yeah, so we saw Inside Out, and he, that movie resonated so strongly, well, I think with a lot of people, mm-hmm. but with him especially. So that's what he had to say about that movie, that he thinks he has two joys up there because when the tick comes to hit his button in his headquarters, the second joy comes really fast to hit it again so that he doesn't stay frustrated about his tick. Hmm. And I just thought, well, what better way for me to understand what goes on in your little brain than that? Mm -hmm. That's great. It's beautiful. Well, um, I really, I, I, I don't want to gush too much. I'm not really a gusher on the show, but I just, I just think this book is really fantastic. I'm, 
I'm so excited. I'm just looking at it right now. It's just beautiful too. I, I'm excited for listeners to check this out. And yeah, if it's okay with you, I would love to include a page from it as an image on the show notes so people can get a, a sense of what it's going to look like. Absolutely. If, if you and either of you can answer this, if you if this book could do anything in the world, if it could change the world in any way, once it's out and available, what would that be? What? If a book could change the world in any way, what would you want it to do? Thank you, Miss Got it. Anything else? Uh, no, nothing else. Nothing else. Um, I think going through this, I really, I really had to evaluate why am I publishing this book? Um, I have a, a background in marketing and the why. You just have to keep digging into that why. And I think what what I came to is that the power of storytelling and learning each other's stories before making any judgments or assumptions is really going to be the way that we can make changes in the world. Um, It's such a tough place to be for kids, especially, but I, I just learned that the the tens of thousands that we've spent, you know, special needs parents get that on therapy. If we were to have just done this and just sat down and listened to him Mm -hmm. share what it's like to be him. I mean, this was more effective than anything we've ever done that we've spent money on. So having this book out in the world and just encouraging people to do the same for each other outside of special needs, just as human beings, just sharing our stories and listening to our stories and trying to understand why we respond the way we do and why we process the way we do is going to be what it's going to take, you know, that big picture, big picture level thinking of just really caring enough to walk in each other's shoes. I don't know how much effect we're going to have on the world if we're not willing to do that. So that would be my overarching hope for this book is that we just take time to give each other space to talk about what it's like to be us. I love that. Oh, so great. So any last thoughts before we say goodbye? Anything that we didn't cover or anything you want to make sure that listeners know about? Ryland, do you have, an, would you like to sing for her your Pokemon song? Rylan is um, head on the table right now. He's pretty mentally spent. Mm. <laughs> this is our first podcast interview, so I'm taking lots of notes on if we do another one, maybe having a Lego set or something here for him to work on so that he doesn't have to think so hard and get so exhausted. <laughs> and I do, I do want to give props on here to... Chris with special books by special kids because him coming to to do what we were just talking about he just shares stories and he has shared so many amazing stories that never would have otherwise have been shared and you can just spend hours and hours lost on his channel just listening to what it's like to be all of these different people who have differing abilities yeah and different challenges and different gifts and i think different obstacles different obstacles yeah Yeah. and his passion for doing that and the 
the effect and the power of that video he did with Ryland, the effect that that's had on our ability to share Ryland's story has been really amazing. Yeah, listeners, it's um, Chris Ulmer has, uh, um, many of you probably have checked out his YouTube channel, Special Books for Special Kids. I watched your video, Rylan. It was awesome. And yes, I'm, I've actually been trying to get him on the show. So maybe I'll mention, mm. I'll mention your name and see if that uh, opens the door for him to come and guest on the show. But yeah, he's doing yeah, great work. I hope you can get him. He is doing amazing yeah, work. Absolutely. Well, listen, I'm going to let you both go. I am so grateful that you took time to come and talk to me. And I just think I want to be a part of helping to spread the word about this project. Mm-hmm. Thank you. so much. You're so welcome. We appreciate that. So nice to talk with both of you. And hopefully, yeah, Rylan, we can meet in person one of these days. Yeah, I hope. He promises he won't squeeze your head right away, but okay. on the second meeting, he might. Okay, good to know. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> have a great rest of your day, you two. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast and search for this conversation. If you like what you heard on today's episode, I would be grateful if you could take a minute to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or a review. Thank you so much for helping us stay visible so people who would benefit from the show can easily find it. If you want to support the show and help me cover the cost of production, please consider joining my Patreon campaign. To support the show, just visit patreon.com slash Lastly, if you aren't already part of the online community at Tilt, I invite you to sign up at TiltParenting.com on the box in the bottom where it says join the revolution. Every Thursday, I send out a short email with a quick note from me, a link to that week's podcast episode and links to five stories from the news that week that are relevant to parents like us. Again, you can sign up and learn more about Tilt at www.TiltParenting.com. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.